On today's episode, we're going to talk about the best practices in translating listings as well as selling potential in over 20 different worldwide marketplaces, some that I haven't even heard of. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Are you guys on the app Clubhouse? If so, make sure to go search for the club Serious Sellers Podcast and follow it. And also find me on there and follow me at H10Bradley. This Friday, we're going to have our first ever Serious Sellers Podcast after show where we're going to have a popular podcast guest, Celine Dior, the queen of Instagram marketing, coming back to answer your questions live. Anything about influencer marketing or growing your Instagram following, you guys can ask her any questions about that. So join us at 11 a.m. on the Clubhouse app in our Serious Sellers Podcast Club to ask questions. And if you guys like it, we might make this a permanent feature where we bring guests back for live Q&A just like this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And we've got back Yana. Yana, dobre došli u podcast. Did I say that right? <laughs> oh, my God. You <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> And then I'll say, oh my goodness. I'll going to say, Kvala, Bolivas Nashli in podcast. What's that mean? It means like, good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Okay, perfect. All right. So we're we're just having a conversation in Serbian uh, here. But actually, we're going to be talking about languages here. Uh, Jana is one of the, uh, probably in the Amazon world, one of the most foremost uh, or the most known, I would say. I'm trying to make a fancy word. Let me just use a simple word here. I can't even speak English. I'm just trying to speak other languages. The, the most known person, I would say, in our industry about uh, translating Amazon listings and and all that's entailed in it. And and we had Yana on on the podcast. It's been like a year and a half or, or, or so ago. It's, it's hard to believe it's been it's been that long. But uh, we wanted to bring you back to see what's new, you know, what's going on. I mean, since we were on the podcast, there's been new marketplace open uh, in Amazon. A lot of things have changed. I mean, the world has changed. So we're like, it's time to bring uh, Yana back and let's just see what's going on. So first of all, we were just talking right before we, we got on the podcast here, how, how you've just spent like a last month traveling, you and, and Lazar, who's also a podcast veteran here, right? So like, what was it a month you guys were, were going around? We're actually uh, away for almost two months. It was uh, almost eight weeks. Um, so, uh, we went to Miami, uh, we met, we met up with Cassandra over there. Uh, we spent some time with her and then it was like, you know, uh, we were on our way to Puerto Rico. We went to this, uh, really cool, uh, mastermind. So there was business. And then after like those 10 days were over, it was also pleasure again. And then it was also business. So it was like mix of like, you know, business and pleasure. I know my Instagram doesn't look like I do any work at all, but I do, <laughs> I do tons of it. Um, but uh, I just gonna, you know, like, I, I don't want to take like pictures of like, you know, me, my computer on a balcony on the 17th floor, you know, I'm just like, I yeah. don't want to, you know, and, uh, so then we went back to Miami and then we got back home to Europe, to Serbia, like a week ago. And, uh, we, I'm really happy that we got back in, in March because like January and February, it was really, really cold. So I'm really happy that we got to not experience winter this year. So even though, like, uh, you know, we didn't plan on, like, traveling, uh, especially in January. It just, it's just going to happen. 
And you know, like how e-commerce is, I mean, when you can travel, it's like, you know, where are you going next week? You're like, no, I'm just like chilling at home. And then you're like, oh, well, I'm going to like Paris and London, you know, on Thursday and Friday, sort of. Um, so, you know, I'm we're really, really happy and blessed that we could travel to the States. Uh, mm -hmm. Although a lot of people cannot travel, but, you know, especially like to Florida, you don't need any PCR. And I mean, it's a whole different world out there. Yeah. Um, so I was really, really happy that we could go there. Okay, cool. So now, neither of you sell on Amazon, right? Well, I just started selling on Amazon, actually. Oh, really? Yes. That's okay. <laughs> like, so when did you launch your product? I didn't launch it yet, but I'm about to launch it. But it's like, you know, I don't want to say anything about it. I don't want to jinx it, but I have a product and it's it's happening. It's going to happen within the All next right. Hey, That's what I always yeah. say. Like, you know, we, we have a lot of people on here who are not Amazon sellers, but, but they're kind of like you, service providers. You know, maybe yeah. they, they're uh, accountants or... Or something like that. Like we recently had some insurance uh, agents, people who help Amazon sellers get insurance. That's something now you're going to have to worry about. But anyways, uh, you know, the, I always ask them, I was like, you know, you deal with so many successful Amazon sellers. Like, doesn't it make you want to sell on Amazon yourself? Is that why you, why you started? Like, were you looking at some of your, you know, like your clients are coming to you and then you just look at their success and you're like, why am I not doing this? Or, or why, why are you doing it? You know what? Like I wanted to start selling ever since I like, I've started like wild tea because I always wanted to like, you know, see and check something and do something on my own product and like, you know, experiment. And because like when you have, when you have clients, like we don't manage anybody's account and then, you know, I have to reach out and they have to send us numbers and I have to ask them like, hello, can we please use this for this case study? And, you know, and now that we're like, we're working with like, you know, tons of like eight and nine figure sellers. And sometimes they don't want to share their info, you know? And then I yep. was always like wondering, like, well, maybe if I had my product line and I will be managing my own account and they can experiment with everything I want and then they will be so cool. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons why I was asking about that is because I, I think, you know, even what you did was was similar to what uh, an Amazon seller has the the freedom to do. I mean, like you said, you know, you didn't just like go on vacation for, for two months. You know, you were still talking with your team back home. And you know, probably doing some work remotely. Now, I remember before you used to work for a an actual company. Um, I remember in our last episode, you know, before you got into what you do now. But like, you couldn't. I mean, back, especially back in back in the day, you couldn't just go. Hey, hey, uh, company, I'm gonna go to um, the USA for for two months and 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 party. You know, and, and I would like to just work. You know, maybe a couple hours a day or something. I mean, that that's not like something that you can do when you're working no, for no. quote I mean, unquote the man, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, but you know, like even if like earlier, if I travel because you know, we don't have a physical office, the whole re team is remote, and I could mm -hmm. travel. You know, I, there were there were no restrictions for me, like in, in in terms of like I cannot travel today or like next week because I need to take care of something in the office. I could travel, but it wouldn't make much difference for me where I was because I was basically working like the whole day, like from morning to evening, I was literally working and I would maybe like go to the beach, like on weekends, you know, I'll, I'll have like some, some days off, but it would not mean the same as me traveling right now, because like now I can decide when I want to work. Of course, when I have some meetings, I, you know, I, I sit and like, I take calls and, and I talk to clients, of course, but, you know, I'm in charge of my own time. And then if I decide that I don't want to, you know, work for the next two weeks, I don't have to. But then some some things are just going to not happen in the company. Like the company is just going to stay uh, as it is 
because I still, you know, I'm still the person that scales the company. I don't expect the company to scale, you know, by itself. If you didn't start YLT translations and you you were just in the you know an Amazon seller and you had a team, it would be a similar situation. So so that's just another advantage for for people who sell on Amazon is it doesn't mean you live laptop lifestyle. You know, don't listen to the people who who try and say that. You know, you can't just launch a product and then you know sit on the beach of the the Maldives yeah, and do nothing. It. You know, yeah, yeah. You've got to be checking in. You've got to have a team. You know, if if you're by yourself, you know, I would say, hey, no, don't go to the Puerto Rico for two months yet. If you're just uh by yourself, but once you've built up like a uh you know a team and and you don't have to be there in the day to day operations like eight hours a day. This is what this is the kind of thing you can do. My point of this whole this whole uh, line of questioning was that this is just one of the benefits, you know, when when you're working in this industry, you know, uh, Yana is not yet selling on Amazon, but but she's still benefiting from that lifestyle because it's, you know, she's in this industry and and you know, we have the freedom to get program by, you know, Kevin King that's in Helium 10 for training you how to sell on Amazon. Well, why why do, why did he call it? You know, we didn't name it. Helium 10 didn't name it that. Why did Kevin come up with that name Freedom Ticket? Well, when you're doing e-commerce, it can be like your ticket to freedom, you know, sometimes because you're able to do a lot of things that you can't do when working for corporations. Now, let's get into what I wanted you um, back on the show for is I want to find out what's going on with translating and and, and things like that. So, first of all, I remember the last time you were on the show, people were were excited about the new Amazon Netherlands that was coming out. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's been kind of like a slower rollout. Or I mean, Netherlands, people who are selling on Netherlands are not selling as much as the other European marketplaces yet, right? Well, you know what happened? Uh, people were very disappointed in the, in, in the Dutch marketplace last year. Because they were not experiencing any sort of sales. I mean, people were getting like 20, 30 sales per month. And I think that they were, you know, expecting much more. Uh, the problem was that Amazon had, they, at that point, they, they hadn't rolled out uh, PPC uh, for the Dutch marketplace yet. And then uh, this other marketplace called Wall.nl, it was just, you know, it was a dominant marketplace and people were still buying from that one. And also, you know, people were, Still used to buying stuff from Amazon.de from the German Amazon. Like old people from the Netherlands were just, you know, if you're gonna buy from Amazon, you're just gonna buy from the German Amazon. And I don't think that people were, you know, uh, you know, they were aware that they could actually buy from their own marketplace. And the, Amazon didn't just try, I think, to kind of push uh, the marketplace that hard. But then as soon as they rolled out PPC, which was in December 2020. People started getting some like really really good results, and it just kind of went through the roof. Like with all these sales, like it just kind of like literally overnight, something happened, and people were start starting to get more sales on the Dutch marketplace. And now uh, Amazon is bigger than Ball, and it has like 3.8 billion uh, in revenue. Like that's how much like you know people spend over there. And when compared to Ball, it's like twice as big. And that happened like literally in four months. Okay, interesting, interesting. So after that, uh, I don't know, I think it was like six to eight months later, I think the next one was Sweden that opened up, right? Uh, yeah, Sweden. And they had a terrible, terrible launch. Like uh, Amazon Sweden was launched and they, their uh, Amazon webpage was in this ridiculous machine translated, like text was just all over the place. There were like so many horrible mistakes and like all the newspapers like just making fun of you know like 
poorly translated listings and this whole page looked ridiculous. I mean, Amazon did not put a Swedish flag on their homepage. They put the Argentinian flag instead of <laughs> Swedish flag. Oh my goodness. I mean, the, how ridiculous is that? And so like they had, a, let's say, a rough start. But uh, I mean, uh, people are very interested in, in, in Sweden as, you know, uh, as, a, as a new marketplace because Sweden has like this, you know, very special e-commerce culture. And in 2020, they had close to 10 billion in online sales. And I mean, you know, talking about like Sweden, you have to mention IKEA and H&M and like Nelly and stuff like that. So um, it's like a different uh, e-commerce culture than you would have maybe like in France or Spain or Italy, right? So people are more, you know, um, the, the e-commerce penetration is is higher. Now for me, j- this is just my hunch and just, you know, my my taking the pulse of the industry and 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 my my layman's idea of the market, but... To me, the exciting one is Poland. Do you think I'm wrong or, or do you think that Poland has a lot of potential? No, absolutely. You're absolutely right. So Poland is number one trending marketplace in Europe. Everybody wants to go to Poland. So some of people want to go to Sweden. Some of them want to go to the Netherlands. But we have our returning clients that are like, here's our whole catalog. Do it for Poland. They didn't go to the Netherlands. They didn't go to Sweden. Some of them didn't even go to Spain or Italy. But they're like, we want to do this in Polish. And it's been crazy. So I think that, you know, Poland is going to be on fire this year. And it's a huge, huge country with a, with a very, very big population. And they have like 12,000 online stores in Poland. And Allegro, their marketplace is like, um, it's, it's a leading website in Polish e-commerce. But it's also like one of the top, top 10 worldwide marketplaces. And it comes right after Shopee and Tmall. And, you know, it means that basically 200 million visitors visit that website, which is crazy. Do you have a lot of your clients who are are getting ready for that kind of like they did for Netherlands, where they're asking you to go ahead and translate their German and English, et cetera, listings? Yeah, absolutely. As I said, like, you know, they go, the new clients are like, let's do Germany, France, Spain, Italy, and Poland. Not all of them are doing Sweden. So when 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 the wow. Netherlands mm-hmm. when the Netherlands like uh, popped up as a new marketplace, everybody wanted to go there because it, it has been a while since Amazon launched the new marketplace in Europe. So people were just like, "Wow, let's go! It's a new marketplace, right?" And so like people wanted to you know expand there, and then after not getting so many sales, all of that enthusiasm kind of like went away, and they're like. Well, I don't know. And then for Sweden, it was not, the people were not that excited as they were for the Netherlands because they're like, oh, well, Sweden is not, it's not, you know, it's, it's not, it uh, doesn't have that big population. I don't know. But Poland, Poland was definitely like number one. Like literally like everybody is excited about Poland. And as I said, like people who didn't expand anywhere else except like Germany or Germany and France. They come back to us and they tell us, like, look, we have to do Polish translations. Like, this is what we have Mm -hmm. to do. So I think that Poland uh, should be, you know, I always recommend, like, you know, if you ask me, like, now and we're like, where should I sell, like, in Europe, for instance, I'll be totally like Germany and Poland because I think Poland is going to be the next big thing. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Now let's, let's just take a step back and take a, a, a broader approach. Let me, let me give you a, a scenario here. Let's say I'm an American seller. I'm somewhat successful on Amazon USA. And now I've decided, you know what? I think it's time to expand to Europe. Do you suggest 
launching across all, what is it, seven you know, or six platforms now? Or do you start in the biggest one, Amazon Germany? Or, or do you just do UK and Germany? Like, how do you suggest an American seller expand to Europe on Amazon? Right. I mean, when talking about like, let's say like worldwide marketplaces, I would always tell American seller to go first to Canada. This is your first marketplace. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to go, because you can like keep English and you just need French keywords in your backend. Like this is what get indexed. It's a really cool idea for Canadian listings to only have French uh, top keywords in your backend. And then if you want to go to Europe, a lot of people would uh, absolutely do um, UK. But nowadays, you know, after Brexit, like um, UK kind of stands alone and very isolated. Uh, so like I would maybe even not recommend like going to the UK because if you go to the UK, you're stuck over there. You cannot ship your products like as you could earlier, like, you know, you kind of get registered in the UK, you have the inventory and whatever not, and then you can ship to all other European countries. So you cannot do that and uh, you cannot do that anymore. What you would do is like you would have to have the inventory also shipped and sent to the warehouse in Europe, registered for the pen EU, and then you could, you know, uh, ship out like a ship, ship across whole Europe. So it's a big of a hassle right now. So I would maybe recommend even just going to Germany and then registering for the pan European program and then you'll be able to ship like your products everywhere because now we have like seven marketplaces and Czech Republic is going to be the eighth marketplace. I don't know when they're going to launch this. It was also like scheduled for like la late last year, but it didn't happen. But Czech Republic is also going to be a marketplace because as uh, probably you, you uh, remember like earlier when you just had like Germany, France, Spain, Italy, um, you had to register for VAT in Poland and Czech Republic. So there was probably like a long-term long plan for Amazon to also launch these marketplaces. And Czech Republic has had the biggest growth in e-commerce um, uh, last year. Like they grew for like 16%, which is insane when you compare it to Germany, which only grew seven, you know. So I think Czech Republic should be also um, a good marketplace. Uh, and, uh, I would, I would suggest going to Germany and then expanding to the rest of Europe because by registering in Germany, you have the access to like seven other countries and it's very, very easy for, for you to sell across Europe. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Now, when you, when, when somebody approaches you, you know, to do a translation, have you ever, uh, for a certain marketplace, have you ever taken a look at the product and you're doing your research? Because I know you guys use Helium 10 to, to do some keyword research and things like that. But then do you ever say, you know what, this might not be a good product for this marketplace? We try to put it like we try to put it nicely because, I mean, we don't do product research. We don't have any, you know, like a development team mm -hmm. that does that. But we have like native translators and we have like team leaders and they're all, you know, native people and. You know, they, they've been into Amazon for a long time. And then we got one client and he wanted to do some T-shirts. And on the T-shirt, it says like Mr. and Mrs. with some picture on it. It was a really stupid picture, whatever. And I've sent that to like my team of translators. And literally like three of them told me like, you know, Yana, like I don't think this is going to do well in Germany because this is just not what German people like. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, why not? And she's just like, well, this is just not what a German person would wear. Here in America, if we're not sure what title might resonate or or what main image, you know, we always suggest using uh, PicFu. PicFu, yeah. But then uh, one question I always get, you know, PicFu doesn't have like, a, you know, a, a Polish set of customers no. or a German set or a UK. So how can you do split testing before 
a listing is active in in the European marketplaces? Well, or I can mean, you? <laughs> um, I mean, it depends. It it depends on like what you want to compare. You know, like for instance, like if you want to compare like a you know title stuff like that. Like if you want to compare like for instance, like you do a uh, new title because I, we always like recommend like if you want to change something like you do you have to like changes like one variable at a time you don't change it like your whole listing and you know then you don't know what worked what did work right all right quick break from this episode for my bts bradley's 30 seconds tip of the episode we've been talking about translation here and i wanted to talk about you know yana said that hey you can you know find some uh, spanish keywords or other language keywords using helium 10 so absolutely do that Make sure to put it in the back end of your listing. You know, if you are looking into the best keywords for your competitors or using Magnet, you will find some of these foreign language keywords. Put some of those in the back end of your listing. But the ones that you see the most uh, or the main keyword, like the main single word for your listing, like let's say it was collagen peptides and you're, uh, you found the Spanish word for it is colágeno. Take that seed word, colágeno, and put it as a broad phrase campaign in your PPC. And then, you know, if other words start trending, you know, other words might not have any search volume at all, but maybe Amazon will will start showing you for PPC on a broad campaign for that foreign language keyword as those uh, search volumes increase. We have a lot of listeners who are in Europe, maybe crushing it in Amazon Germany or UK or something. What would be the, you know, your, your suggested path for, for doing market research even before they come to somebody like you to translate their listing to see, hey, is my product viable in in the USA? You mean uh, sellers who are expanding from Europe to USA? Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, because I'm assuming that you don't just say, hey, you know, you're selling in Europe. Great. As soon as you're ready, you know, come to me and, and I'll translate your listing to English. Like somebody should, should check the market first, probably before they make that that leap. Right. Yeah, I mean, of course, you can use like Helium 10 for that. Like you can get like product ideas. You can see like, you know, what's popular, what's not. But uh, I think a lot of people also have like their development teams. And then, you know, they can, you know, see like what's selling, what's not selling, you know, how big competitors are or not. But like, you know, it's always more difficult, of course, to sell on the U.S. marketplace because competitors are, you know, there's so many more competitors. There's so many more restrictions. Like, for instance, like a restriction in the U.S. marketplace uh, like they will take your listing down if you have like caps lock in bullets, like in Europe, you can still do that. Like caps lock are no problem uh, in bullets and tons of other restrictions uh, that, they, that and the reason they are taking your listings down in the US, just, you know, they're probably never going to happen in Europe because Europe is like five years behind all of those restrictions happening with the US marketplace. Mm -hmm. So if you want to like, you know, get your like your German bestseller or whatever, then you like give it to your team, like give it to your, you know, VA, maybe do, do some research on your own, like in Helium 10 or, you know, similar tools. And then you'll see, you know, if, if, if it pays off for you to to go there because com competition is not really, really tough on the U.S. marketplace. I'm not going to say it's like saturated, but it's very difficult now to go there and launch as like a successful European seller if you hadn't done your homework about, you know, the the, the product research. Okay. Okay. You know, sometimes when we think about translation, you know, people just think it's about, you know, your listings and things. But but what a lot of people fail to understand is that there's uh, different countries also have different regulations as far as packaging uh, and things like that. So 
I'm assuming you guys you guys handle that kind of thing too. But what are the regulations like in Europe? Like your inventory is all from one place. So in Europe, it's okay to like maybe have German on your packaging, but you're you're fulfilling that package to to Spain and Italy and other places. Is that okay? So the problem now is that the regulation, like I think this is like pretty new, like probably a couple of weeks old, is that all European packages have to have the target language on the package. So you cannot send your products with an English text in your package to Germany or to Italy. They all have to have different uh, labels, like on these languages, and they have to have different text on their packaging. This is new, and this is what you have to change. And that's why we're having like tons of requests for this, because the regulations have changed. Interesting. Yeah, and I know even in America, guys, or even in North America, I should say, you know, like like certain supplements, you cannot say certain words on the packaging in Canada that you can in the U.S. Like I remember when I was working for like a diet pill company, like you can't even say diet pill or something like that. We had to say like weight loss something or always check uh, the regulations, guys, yeah, about I mean, what you need really, to be putting in the really packaging. It really depends like from country to country. Like I know that certain things are like allowed in, in France regarding like beauty products and the ingredients. And you're not allowed to use that like in, in Germany. Because like sometimes that shampoo you're selling, maybe like one of those ingredients is a prescription drug on the German marketplace and you can totally buy it freely in the UK, you know? And then this is what you're gonna get your product banned or restricted just because of that one ingredient that you think it's, it's, it's okay because you can buy it like in CVS, but like if you go to Germany, you need a prescription for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly, okay. What have you been doing, if anything, for the Japanese market? So there's nothing majorly new for the Japanese marketplace. I think that basically Japanese marketplace at what is at, you know, it was left like two years ago. Uh, of course, you have like another platform in Japan, which is super popular also like Rakuten. Like you could also be selling on that as well. But when it comes to Amazon Japan, basically you don't have, you still don't have any tools that have keyword research uh, for Japanese uh, sellers or want to sell there. So you have to do a lot of manual work. You literally have to like manually check your competitors and see what they're doing. And also like the most important thing is because you have to translate to Japanese, you have to have like, there are like two types of Japanese, actually. You have like the traditional and you have the one which basically reads like English, you know? So it's you have to have like the mix of two. So if you have like keywords, um, you can have like a traditional, you know, uh, Japanese uh, keyword written like in a J Japanese style. And then you can have the same keyword, but written in English, Japanese matter to say so. Mm -hmm. So this is something you have to really pay attention to. But apart from that, like not much has changed. Like TPC is still pretty cheap. Like clicks are super, super, you know, low. And it, it, if you have the right product, I would always recommend Japan. We've talked about a lot of marketplaces so far. What other Amazon marketplaces uh, are you doing work for or that you've seen some of your clients have success in? Because this is this is maybe we've only talked about half of the the all of the yeah. the newer marketplaces that are out there in Amazon. Yeah, so we do also UAE. Um, we have like I think like requests for like Sweden and UAE right now are about the same. Um, and really cool thing about UAE is like, if you have a product inside of the home decor category, you should go and try out UAE because like, um, UAE is a country with a lot of access and they like go there, they rent their apartments, they come and go. Right. But like the apartments they rent are empty and they need furnishings. They need anything, you know, from the home decor category. 
And Dubai, for instance, like it's, it's very expensive, you know, and people would like to get a good bargain. So if you can like offer a couple of those, a couple of dirhams less than what you can get in the store, like people would definitely buy that. And especially um, you can leave your listings in English because you're targeting expats and they don't speak Arabic. Like 90% of the, the foreigners don't speak Arabic. So you can totally leave the, 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 the translation. I mean, you don't need translations. You can just leave the text as it is. Mm-hmm. And I would uh, definitely use American English and American keywords, not British. Like British is something for Amazon Singapore and Dubai and like UAE there with their, you know, ties and political ties and everything. They're like, you know, very uh, connected to the U.S. And a lot of people uh, work uh, in Dubai from the U.S. And I think it's a really good opportunity for, as I said, the home decor. And also, like, if you check, like, the category, it has, like, a couple of thousand of products. When you compare that to the U.S. marketplace, it has, like, over 30,000 products. So that's basically nothing. So I would definitely recommend this category until, you know, a lot of people find out about this and just kind of go and sell home decor. But uh, UAE is really, really good for, for that. It's it's not a big country, but people have really high living standard. And I think people would appreciate a good bargain if they have one. Okay. Okay. What, what about, uh, let's say, Amazon Turkey or Israel or Brazil? Um, well, I'm expecting big things from Amazon Brazil, but I just also think as what they did, like with the dead with the Netherlands, like they didn't even like, you know, try to just kind of, you know, uh, push people into selling there or even, you know, uh, investing in that marketplace because Brazil is a big country, like it's over 200 million people. And also like, uh, Amazon Colombia is expected to open as well. So I think South America should be a very good, potentially very good, uh, marketplace, especially for the U S sellers. Um, when it comes to Turkey, like we've had maybe like one request, like in the last two and a half years, and we do like more than 3000 listings now every month. So people don't want to, you know, get like, get, get involved in, 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 in Turkish, uh, marketplace, uh, Israel. I mean, there's nothing basically like nobody is saying, or, you know, mentioning like about uh, anything about Amazon Israel. And uh, I mean, there's Amazon Singapore, but that marketplace is so small, but it's so important to Amazon because this is Amazon's gateway into Southeast Asia. And that's why this marketplace is important for them. But it's not that big. Like, I mean, I would never recommend like somebody from the States or from Europe, like, you know, selling in Singapore. It just doesn't make sense. There are, there are greater opportunities elsewhere than like selling on um, Singaporean marketplace. All right, we've been talking strictly about Amazon so far, but what are some marketplaces in Europe or even in the USA that you have experience with uh, anywhere in the world that, you know, what would you say that the next top five marketplaces that a seller who's already selling on Amazon, I think you, you'd you probably always recommend starting on Amazon first, but uh, if not, let me know. But if you're on Amazon, you're successful in a certain country, hey, you need to check out Bowl or you need to check out the, I forgot what the one in um, Dubai is, but but you know, the different ones. What are the top five? Yeah, it's, uh, it's called Souk. Yeah, yeah. Souk. So, so like, what would you say mm-hmm. your, your priority would be for off Amazon marketplaces? So for instance, like in Europe, uh allegro definitely that's the biggest marketplace that's the polish one that's like in top like uh you know top 10 worldwide marketplaces so and we actually today i just got a request from someone to do translations because they want to sell an allegro there from from the uk for instance so people are i think like poland is now becoming more and more attractive in terms of like e-commerce you know um generally not just amazon but like 
oh, look up, look up. I think that people now, a lot of people just heard about Allegro right now. And they're like, wow, they have their own like crazy big marketplace. Let's, let's try something out there. You know, so I'm really interested in like, are we going to get like more crafts like for, for Allegro, for instance? Um, and then you have ASOS, of course. It's like one of the largest online uh, fashion retailers in the world. Uh, and how, do you, how do you spell that? A-S-O-S. Hmm, I never heard of that one. Yeah, ASOS.com. I mean, it's huge. I mean, if you lived in Europe, there'll be just like people buying stuff like from ASOS. Yeah. Okay, interesting. A any others? Or, or, or what about in um, in America? Like, are all of your European um, customers pretty much only exclusively selling on like on Amazon USA and Mexico and and um... I have to mention I have to mention a really really big and important marketplace. It's French marketplace. It's called C Discount. C Discount. Another one I have. Yeah, heard of. All C Discount right. is pretty pretty big. Yeah, they're super uh, super important. Uh, I mean, there are like a lot of like uh, German ones. Of course, I have to mention Zalando. You know, it's a it's a marketplace in Germany, and they're like expanded to multiple European markets. Uh, how do you spell that one? Zalando, Z A L A N D O. Okay, and how how about in America? Like the people who are asking you to translate to English. I mean, obviously, I would say ninety percent, ninety five percent is for Amazon USA. But uh, do you see any increases in Walmart or Etsy yeah. or things like that? Yeah, like a lot of people, like especially last year, because you know people just wanted to diversify. So they kind of are open to new sales channels. They're open to new new countries. I mean. Just last year, like 40%, we got like, for instance, when it comes to translation and localization, we got 40% more uh, inquiries than what we usually do. But when it comes to like different marketplaces, people uh, people are going to Walmart, they, they're going to Etsy, they're going to eBay, you know, like uh, they're going to, uh, what's the name of it? Uh, Newegg, you know, like I think we also talked about someone um, about Newegg. Um, so it's like, you know, computer, like consumer electronics, um, so this, these are like some of the, uh, some of the marketplaces that I remember people are going to, there are like a lot of different marketplaces all around the world. And I mean, a lot of people have never heard about it or even went to the website. You know, everybody in Europe knows like ASOS, Allegro and Zalando. Like that's like, you really, you, you don't have like a computer. Like if you don't know about these, you know, marketplaces, it's, it's, it's like, you know, and people really, really buy from these websites. I bought like tons of stuff like from Zalando like a couple of years ago and like Germans, like they just like buy from Zalando. Like this is like, you know, it's like they're, I don't know, like best buy or something, you know, it's like mm. no brainer, like I'm buying from Zalando. Yeah. I mean, I, I highly suggest everybody, you know, don't just get your sales from one Amazon marketplace, you know, expand to other Amazon marketplaces. But after that, Hey, start expanding to these marketplaces that are in local markets that are sometimes even more popular than Amazon. And, and do, do some of your, your clients, do they actually fulfill maybe orders from there from Amazon or how, how do they even fulfill orders or, or do those programs have their own kind of like FBA things? Um, no, I mean, see, see discount doesn't have an FBA. They just have like one, like a warehouse and you have to ship your products over there. It's like somewhere like between like, merchant and like fba sort of like it's it's kind of it's different i mean the thing is that all these marketplaces they have a different way of uh you know handling things so i would always suggest like you know if you have the capital you should go to international marketplaces i mean everybody can like build a a, a website like a shopify website but it takes like tons of money and capital to invest in it to start working properly right so i would like suggest like going to uh like 
Canada or anywhere we want to because you know the game, you know how it works. It's always going to be the same system. But if you're like already expanded to Europe, I would definitely, uh, you know, uh, I would definitely check out like, let's say in France, I would check out like the C discount or in Germany, I would uh, check out like Zalando because you're going to already have like translated listings and all of these platforms, they're much more simple than uh, than uh, Amazon in terms of like listings and like all the optimization and stuff like that. I mean, let's just look at like Walmart's listings, right? They're kind of pretty simple, very short. You know, like I, I they don't have that many like uh, big like d- descriptions and you know, it's gonna, it's, it's, it's very, very different. But uh, I would suggest like not sticking to Amazon only. And if you think you're like, okay, I'm done. I've like, you know, I've expanded. I've, I've done whatever I can on Amazon. Let's just like test other platforms. And if you already have everything ready in your, you know, the target language, why not try any other uh, local platform? Maybe you're going to be even more successful there. So I, I definitely agree that people should like try selling on different platforms in, in these other countries as well. Okay, cool, cool. Now, you've been giving us a lot of uh, tips and strategies throughout this whole episode, but now we come to the part of the show we call the, t- or the TST 30-second tip. What's just something about uh, translation or, or going in other marketplaces that you can say like 30 seconds or so uh, that's very valuable, uh, very actionable for our listeners? For Poland or, or Sweden, there, there are no tools, unfortunately, that could help you with the keyword research, but you can, I mean, the, the the way what you can do is like you can go to Keyword Planner uh, and then you can like look up the keywords over there and then you can compare that to what your competitors are doing. And, uh, you know, you can you, you, you can do um, the x-ray. It doesn't matter that there's like no tools, but you can do the x-ray and you can see like what the keywords are that people are using. And then you can compare it to the key- Keyword Planner and you can see what is popular in Amazon, what's not. Unfortunately, it has to be manual, but this is the only way how you can do it. Okay, cool, cool. Now, if somebody wants to uh, reach out to you to get more information on anything we've talked about today or to, to possibly already uh, use you for some kind of translation, how can they find you on the interwebs out there? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, you guys can like our uh, Facebook page, Wildly Translations. We are really- That's Y-L, uh, Y, the letters Y-L and T, right? Yeah, it stands for Your Listing Translations. Um, and you can like our, our, our page on Facebook. We really have all the up-to-date uh, you know, information about all international marketplaces, keywords, and uh, tons of other stuff. So if you're interested in that, definitely follow us. And you can reach out to me definitely if you have any questions or you know, if, if there's any way I can help you with uh, you know, advice or anything, uh, feel free to reach out to me at Jana, that's J-A-N-A, at Y-L-T-Translations dot com so it's translations with an s at the end because a lot of people just like translation okay perfect perfect all right yana thank you so much for uh joining us today and uh next year in 2022 when we reach out to you who knows now you're going to be not only a successful uh entrepreneur but a successful amazon seller maybe as well huh yes baby maybe i'll join the podcast as an as an eight-figure seller let's do it let's do it (laughs) all right we'll talk to you later